and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite podcast. Hindsight is horrifying. I am one of your hosts, Jason Mitchell, and I'm here with my co-host, Darth Jader. And today we are continuing our spooky journey through the uh, some of the scariest, well, actually none of them really all that scary, Ooh. just sort of Halloween-ish movies. Halloween-y? Yeah. Halloween-y, yeah. yeah. Halloween-y Hashtag movies. Halloween-y. Yeah. Tonight we are going to be talking about one of the uh, the more cult classic movies uh, that we uh, are doing in this sequence. I am talking about the original, the inimitable Evil Dead. And Darth, who do we have with us to uh, help us out on this journey? Because once again, we're not qualified to do this on our own. Absolutely not. Hindsiders, we're coming at you with some beloved and... Uh, this wasn't timed, but also thrice returning guests. They're both returning for the third time. At the mm. same time, we have young Adam in the studio. Adam, say hi to the listeners. Hey, everybody. How you doing? All right. And we've got Meg from Baron Munchausen and Hercules. Meg, say hi to the listeners. What's up, guys? Yes, live by telephone. <laughs> <laughs> but She's it's... calling in, but the clarity is still crystal clear. Yes, thank you, Bluetooth. Uh, we are, of course, talking about uh, the Sam Raimi-directed classic that introduced us to Ash, uh, mm-hmm. one, of, one of my all-time favorite characters. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't who actually picked this one? Was this did, did this I one? Did. Meg oh, was Meg actually the it. first to pick it, and uh, she picked it right out of the starting gate when we first started booking the talent for our Halloween episodes. And uh, when I mentioned to young Adam that we would be doing Halloween episodes, he immediately wanted to join in for Evil Dead. I said it had already been picked, and I had to talk with our guest and see if she was willing to share the spotlight, and she is. So, Adam, you are just lucky to be here this evening. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. well, well, she was. We, we didn't tell her who it was going to be shared with. Then she got mad. There was a whole big thing, but, you She know, almost it, sued us. Yeah. Uh, luckily, she's already signed her release, so it's all over. It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this is for for the people out there who have uh, who have not seen this movie. And I honestly do not understand how you could be a a grown adult and not ever have seen this movie. It's just weird. You you can't see it, listeners, but I'm raising my hand in the studio right now because, as we know, I have now. But I was a grown adult before I saw it is what he's saying. He's teasing me about that. Well, the, uh, the 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 TV show that was recently on stars a few years ago kind of brought it all back. That's true. Which is so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's a bummer they canceled it. I know. Well, okay. you know, things can't go on too long. I, I'm, I'm sort of a fan of, you know, I've said this before in the show. I, I'm kind of okay if they end a show in a good place. I'm kind of okay with that as That's, opposed to it just going on forever and getting worse. And I've also heard recently that producer Bruce Campbell is going to continue on the series with the recent Evil Dead remake that was done in 2013. So that should be interesting. Oh, the scary one? Like the legit scary one? Yeah. Yeah, I won't have anything to do with that. I'm all for it. I was a huge <laughs> fan of the scary. I was a huge fan of the remake. I think a sequel to the remake would actually be pretty cool if Bruce Campbell is indeed retiring the role of Ash. Okay, he so is. he's He's gone back to producer, which as long as he's involved, I'll, I, I'll be okay. I'm I'll retain definitely. that original feel. But for those those of us loser adults who haven't seen this movie, uh, voluntarily anyway, <laughs> because uh, the listeners, trust me, you guys are not the front runners for the most hated movie of the Halloween season. I will give you Ooh, that. No, oh, no, God. No. Uh, so you guys are kind of low on the list. Don't worry about that. But to give you a synopsis in case you're not familiar with these films or if you're just an epic chicken like Darth Jader, uh, this movie 
is about Ashley Ash Williams, Bruce Campbell. I've his, never heard. It's just, Ashley just sounds wrong. It does sound. Only his sister calls him <laughs> Ash. Ashley um, J. Williams. <laughs> so anyway, Ash Williams, his girlfriend, and three pals hike into the woods to a cabin for a fun night away. There they find an old book, the ne- Necronomicon, whose text reawakens the dead when it's read aloud, it which you thought we would have learned from the mummy, but no, we didn't. Reading out loud is dangerous. Uh, the friends inadvertently release a flood of evil and must fight for their lives or become one of the evil dead. Ash watches his friends become possessed and must make a difficult decision before daybreak to save his own life in this, the first of Sam Raimi's trilogy. Okay, so for those of us strange adults who haven't seen this movie without coercion uh in my adult life uh but don't even worry guys because y'all's movie is not the front runner for most hated movie of our halloween series so far so don't <laughs> don't stress too hard about who hates that. this movie no one can hate Such this a movie. Good movie no i'm saying this is not one of the most hated movies so that's good but uh the synopsis of this movie in case you're not familiar is ashley ash williams bruce campbell his girlfriend and three pals hike into the woods uh to a cabin for a night of fun away. There they find an old book, the Necronomicon, whose text reawakens the dead when it's read aloud. The friends inadvertently release a flood of evil and must fight for their lives or become one of the evil dead. Ash watches his friends become possessed and must make a difficult decision before daybreak to save his own life in this, the first of Sam Raimi's trilogy. The Necronomicon Ex Mortis, roughly translated, the book of the, the dead. dead and yes. the book made of human skin and pinned in human blood you yeah, think like you do yeah. like you do <laughs> that, that, that was apparently a, a thing at one point people you know did this and uh you know because uh, bet midler had a copy of yes uh, she did yeah. uh, the sanderson yeah. sisters kept a, a recipe book <laughs> yeah. of oh, very yeah. similar nature yes hers was uh you know Hers had a moving eye, right? Like yeah, it, it was a little creepier yeah. even, but okay. it wasn't pinned in blood to my knowledge. It was just bound in human skin. It didn't bite anybody. It wasn't the Monster Book of Monsters, okay. no. Was it Kandarian Demons? No? Uh, <laughs> no, I think that just rose witches uh, from the dead. But yeah. um, Okay. So, uh, Meg, since you are the person who originally picked <laughs> sorry, this film... I'm just, sorry, I'm just imagining the guy who's like the craftsman who, who makes books out of human skin... <laughs> Like, like, do you have to what, dry it and well, cure it? Like, no, I'm just saying, work? like his customers. You know, like after oh, a while, does he does it ever occur to him that like God, everyone who comes to me is like a freaking lunatic? Yeah, a little. You know, but I mean, I guess <laughs> I'm going to shut my Etsy store down. I'm done with this. <laughs> he's first orphan in the crazy boat if he's making human skin. <laughs> yeah, books, so you know? I guess he doesn't. He he wants do to you drum supply up the skin. Does he use his own blood for the <laughs> yeah, inking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, oh, that's what the Jeepers Creepers guy is really doing. He's not decomposing. He's sourcing material. He's sourcing material. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, maybe he's maybe he's the guy with the Etsy shop. That's how yeah. all these movies oh, link together. That would be a sick crossover. Now I want to watch Ash fight the Jeepers Creepers guy. <laughs> oh, Jeepers Creepers wouldn't stand a chance. No, not He'd against last Ash. way longer no. than poor Justin Long. Oh, oh man. Well, you know, I mean, come on. Oh yeah. So <laughs> it's not uh, really a fair comparison. So Meg, why don't you start us off by telling why you picked the movie, and then we can ask Adam the same question. So what what was the purpose behind picking this movie for this Halloween episode? It is just like the quintessential Halloween movie. If you're looking for something that's a little bit scary, but also campy at the same time, I mean, there's no greater pick than this movie. Plus Bruce Campbell. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you can't say no oh, to yeah, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. That seems to be everybody's line of reasoning at one point. There are bullet points uh, whenever I talk to people, because not having seen this film, 
I posted on Facebook that I was watching it for research for the podcast, and people just dogpiled on it. Like, oh, well, now you have to watch the sequels. Bruce Campbell. Like, that's their main argument. And so, uh, Adam? Oh, yeah. The sequel is is interesting. Okay. But we, we don't have to go. It's, they didn't own the rights to the first movie, so when they made the second movie, they had to recap what happened in the first movie by re by like tweaking the storyline and then continuing on from there. Interesting. Uh, Mm-hmm. And then in the third one, it takes up after that. See, I'd never heard that. Who owned the rights to the first one? Oh, I can't remember. It was um, some independent studio that that yeah. did the first movie. And I'm assuming subsequently, that, you know, they sold the rights at yeah. a certain point because it's all marketed together now with the same yeah. artwork and, right. you know. Well, this, this movie was so low budget and it was like a bunch of film student graduates in the forest who somehow acquired 300 grand and decided to make a movie in the forest. So, you know, they were, they they sold the rights. They actually had to create a short film that this movie is based off of to Mm -hmm. even get funding. Like, this is what we can, you know, make off of this movie to give us money. Yeah. Apparently Uh, that short was called within the woods. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. So uh, young Adam, what was your purpose behind wanting to discuss this movie? Uh, Evil Dead. I'm an Evil Dead fanatic. I have way too much merchandise to even name right now. But when I was 13 years old, I went to the library and I heard about this movie somehow. I think AMC used to play horror movies a lot more than they used to around October. And they always played Army of Darkness, which is the third movie yeah. in the series. It's much I goofier. That That's a great one. Um, so I heard about Evil Dead and then I saw the first one at the library when I was 13. So I picked up the VHS, showed it to my mom. My mom had no idea what it was. So she's like yeah go ahead <laughs> so i went home go, and mom i turned off the lights held the pillow close to me at age 13 and i was Ooh. really quite scared of evil dead when i watched it at 13 but i couldn't stop looking at the screen i was so fascinated at what i was seeing and so i immediately grabbed the sequels and then i became a fan from there so evil dead is not only my favorite horror movie of all time because i think it's the perfect balance of camp and horror but um it's also uh, probably one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's easily in my top three favorite movie trilogies of all time if we're going from the Bruce Campbell trilogy. So I'm an Evil Dead freak. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that there is sort of like a curve, like an age curve as far as like when movies are scary to you. Yes. Because like when you're really little, anything will scare you. You know, I mean. Or if you're Dark Jader, anything will scare you. Well, <laughs> yes, that that is true. Yeah, um, sad, but true. With my son, he's nine. And, you know, a few years ago, everything scared him. You know, he would get scared of anything you showed him. Now he's at a point where he just, he gets that they're movies, but mm-hmm. he doesn't overanalyze things because he doesn't really appreciate, you know, the consequences of actions and things like that. He watched Evil Dead and the whole time he was watching it going, um, these people are idiots. Why don't they just leave? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was you like, can. the bridge is out. Yeah. I said that to him and he said, can't they swim? And said, Apparently not. <laughs> nope. Well, but no, Nobody yeah. in the 80s can swim. I think yeah. it would be similar to like when they went out in the forest and the trees attacked. I think it yeah. would be, there would be something in the water. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I told him. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, once the tree rapes you, you're kind of hesitant to end God, it. Another oh, reason yeah. why I hate you guys for picking this movie. My <laughs> that tree rape scene is not easy to get through. I no. will say that. I don't know though, but Dar- Darth, after you saw, um, uh, our, our last movie, Shivers. I mean, come on, how not, that couldn't have bothered I, we you that much? We can't protect the innocent because he's so not innocent for picking that damn movie. I but still yeah. have never heard of Shivers, and I'm going to watch it immediately. Well, that's now. because you're young, Adam. So that that's makes sense. True. I uh, need to talk to old Adam a lot more. Oh, 
that movie is a little before your time. So, uh, yeah, that movie scarred me for life. Uh, and his choices just get even more weird as we go along. So wonderful. Anyway, yeah, it, but this this just weirded me out. And with I, I can speak to David's point about like why the hell would you do this for Cheryl, for instance? Are Cheryl's just crazy in general? Like. You're not my supervisor. And maybe, then, maybe that's who they named her after. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but this one has the window broken in. She's already really scared because they find that spooky recording down in the basement of, uh, what's the doctor's name? I Dr. Know, you know. Nobi. Okay. <clears throat> and he's talking specifically about how there are these spirits in the woods. Uh, the What are they called? Uh, the Kandarian demons Kandarian and whatnot, demons. and they turn oh, the into deadites. deadites. Yeah. Yes, and how they they're come not back zombies; to... they are deadites. deadites. And he talks about how his wife was possessed and how he had to dismember her and all this. And so Cheryl's clearly freaked <laughs> out, <laughs> which is which is so funny because it's like it's like you know I figured out their weakness. If you chop their heads off, they die. You <laughs> no, know? no, no, <laughs> you don't. Their heads. Yeah. Yeah. He, could, he yeah. had to completely yeah. dismember completely their bodies. Dismember them. Yeah. What I don't get is how Professor Nobi is basically like. The incantations in this book will bring the death of all humankind. So here they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. Let me read them aloud for you. Well, yeah, again, if people read things that. silently, these movies wouldn't happen. Uh, you know, yeah, it's just Evie like the mummy. The if mummy. She, yeah, yep. if she just read to herself, none of that would have happened. Read in your we head. would have been spared like maybe five they sequels. Just found out the words. That's maybe that's true. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, the recording brings all of these. The recording of the doctor reading brings all these demons back to life. But the, despite the fact that she's already freaked out, Cheryl just runs outside when she hears join us join us and then she runs out into the the dark scary woods by herself and screams i can hear you and no she's she's clearly scared of whatever's happening but she's like accused (laughs) she thinks that if she acknowledges them i guess that they'll run away i don't know yeah i mean yeah there's a lot there's a lot in this where they they do horror movie things you know follow horror movie rules you know, Jeez, which, gang, which don't are, go down into that scary cellar. <laughs> yeah, or it's like, it's not like, you know, Abed on Community when he's like, you know, let's stand back to back holding knives. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the logical thing <laughs> you to know, do. Um, they, they do stuff that, that it's like on Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which, have you seen Dark Place? Young no, Anna? I have okay. not. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, because it, it's not available anywhere. I got to figure out how to get this to you because it's right up your street. Okay, uh, it's it's awesome, but it's the sort of stuff that it's like when you're making a spoof of '80s horrors, horror movies. This is what you do. These are the things that people do that are stupid and get them killed. Yeah, you know. Well, let me give you an idea of some of the logic behind some of the characters in this movie. There's a scene where there's like this uh, flap open cellar door that's on the floor. It's iconic. It opens of its own accord. It has a chain and basically it flies open while they're all eating dinner and then immediately goes, huh, must have been the wind. Nah, it must have been some animal. Yeah, well, and even better, um, they yeah. Scotty, the douchebag friend, goes down into the Scotty. cellar first and he doesn't come back up right away. So we're a little concerned about him. So Ash has to follow him down there, and he's looking at the three women that they're with. He's like, "Give me, the, give me another flashlight." And they're like, "We only brought the one." He's like, "All right, well, give me the lantern then." It's just like, "What are you new here? <laughs> <laughs> what are you hourly?" Is yeah. Spain I mean, it kind in of the has 30s? electricity. To be fair, they what do they need an extra flashlight for? Yeah. Well, and, and again, it's like I've, I've said to other people, there wouldn't be a movie. 
you know. Yeah, it, you it, have to do stupid things. It, it's like that, the, really, you know, why is that they don't leave even though they can swim or whatever? It's because if they go outside, they will be attacked by the screenplay. They, well, <laughs> that. Know, the, the, per, bum, the person bum. riding it will attack them. They Join could have taken us. that 1973 Oldsmobile Delta boat down the creek because that thing could have fallen into the water and been perfectly I mean, fine. that car survives all three movies and three seasons of a TV show, so that car is indestructible. Well, That's true. Apparently that it's true. the thing that Sam Raimi does. He puts one of those 73 Oldsmobile Delta 88s in all of his movies. Oh, it's the exact same one. He uses that exact same car in all oh, of his movies. Okay. It's actually Uncle Ben's car in his Spider-Man movie. Really? I yeah. was today. Oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. It is, yeah. <clears throat> now I'm just picturing Toby Maguire with tears in his eyes, so... Oh, please. <laughs> Greatest, uh, another I great trilogy. I picture Toby Maguire any other way except for that third piece of crap one where he's all emo no, with we, hair. No, we don't acknowledge that. That that movie doesn't exist. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> Guilty Much pleasure. Like season nine of Scrubs. You know, I, I, I think watching this, it really makes me want to go home and watch Bubba Hotep. Oh, Bubba Hotep's great. Oh, it's another awesome. great Bruce I, Campbell. I love that. I think that's Bruce Campbell's, like, best acting job probably i mean his most iconic character is probably ash or maybe sam from burn notice but um bubba hotep is a lot of fun he's a much better actor in bubba hotep yeah it, well it's a you know it, bubba hotep is one of those movies i like because it's it's it gets you in there thinking you're gonna watch one movie and it turns out to be a really character driven interesting story with good acting and yeah there's a mummy in it oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know this guy may or may not be elvis and you know he has a an African-American friend who says he's JFK. He's JFK. <laughs> and, and, and the evidence is pretty strong that he is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. I, I come down with on the, yeah, it's him. And of course, you got to get your gratuitous 80s girl in her bra while they're undressing. Yeah, of course. And, you know, there's a little bit of nudity. Not. I, I was surprised with the lack of nudity because horror movies always seem to just have an abundance of it. It's it's pretty tame in a lot of respects. Yeah, they, they, there are no sex scenes yeah. except for the tree thing. Yeah, <laughs> even even the 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 gore is not. It doesn't just go full on eleven. On the gore. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, there. I, mean, I would say yeah. for 1981, it was pretty heavy on the gore because it was an NC-17 when it was released. But by today's standards, probably not that heavy. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, like in 1985, censors in the United Kingdom banned the Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, turning it into one of the most infamous, quote unquote, video nasties, like low budget horror flicks. Big time. At like the board of uh, film censors in that country just they were like, absolutely not. This is horrible. <laughs> the movie that helped put this thing on the map for audiences was uh, Stephen King actually went and saw the film and then he gave a quote, uh, a short quote that basically was a review of the film and it was an extremely positive review. Basically, they slapped Stephen King's quote on the poster and that sold and that, that the movie. Was it. Yeah, yeah it was, the rest is history. I they, can imagine that. because they, they edited out the part where he said, comma, now will you please give me my cocaine back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he uh, big names like that can sell just about anything on the book Big Little Lies that's now an HBO show with Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman Stephen King is quoted on the cover of the book saying that it's one of the scariest stories he's read as of late I'm paraphrasing badly but he says it is scary I, I want to do a movie and have a quote from Stephen King where it says who are you why are you bothering me <laughs> Stephen King <laughs> to me that would be the dream like I don't I don't need him to know what I, who I am or what what I'm is doing. this movie Stephen King <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who even are you or like yes I Get would off. like fries with that Stephen King <laughs> get off my lawn 
<laughs> Stephen King. Yeah. Well, and you don't even have to actually get him to say it. Just come up with something that you know he said at some point in his life. Right. You know? Right. Like, Let's see if we can get him to wear a Darth Jader shirt yeah. from our merchandise. Can I speak to your supervisor? Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his name isn't Karen, and he's not at Starbucks, so I doubt he's ever said that. Well, that's true. But, yeah, right. so... I don't know what that means, but so to give you an idea of <laughs> Meg does, if, if some of you haven't seen this movie, basically it looks like a high production college student film and yes. the acting is on par with that of maybe porn or really bad soap operas. Well, and right now it's a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's bad acting with a style. Yes. You know, and it's that entertaining. Yeah. That's what works. And it's like we've said on the show several times the the sin that a bad movie makes that makes it a bad bad movie is being boring and at no point does mm-hmm. this ever get boring and it never gets irritating oh and we're up to the infamous uh, the love scene the, the tree love, love oh, scene no, no, no. <laughs> yes the music is love theme from evil dead between a woman and some vines <laughs> you see what <laughs> I'm glad that the you know producers slash directors this was their like one regret of putting in the movie because yeah it is it, yeah it's it it's it, not, not good it, what if he ran in the opposite direction with that where he defends it ardently just like no that was the most that was the best stroke of artistic brilliance he, he, i've ever had well he would be david cronenberg i i know this sounds <laughs> you know i know this scene is rather disturbing but you gotta admit the special effects it, I mean. it's a well done scene okay so speaking of special effects everything in this movie they used was real Yes. Which yeah, they were all practical. Pretty cool. All yeah, built like by hand. Live ammunition, live drugs, live drugs, real drugs. <laughs> live drugs. <laughs> what kind of drugs are drugs. you taking? The lively kind, live that's ones. what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually read I mean, about that. Like during the scene where the characters listen to an old recording, the original plan was for them to be smoking weed. And when they smoked the pot for real, though, they were so stoned and unruly that, uh, that it led to the removal of all the. Weed well, the, yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty stupid idea. You uh, know, it's just like, a tad. For realism's sake, let's all really do cocaine. Yeah, you know? and, <laughs> it's like we'll get we'll get a great take now. Well, maybe say <laughs> they do that on Rick and Morty on that one episode with the Vindicators. They got Justin Roiland rip roaring drunk in real life in the studio, so he could really sound as hammered as Rick Sanchez was supposed to on that episode. And the producers were just so pissed off with him by the time they were done recording that he, because he, he just couldn't focus. It was well, terrible. Well, yeah, that's sort of what happens when people uh, <laughs> do recreational you know? yeah. Well, this... and they said though too, Bruce Campbell has been cited saying that you know they were in rural Tennessee. Uh, it's like Meg was saying, all the effects were practical, including the the bullets in the guns. And he, he the just... cabin itself is a real horror story too. Yeah, really. What do you mean, do tell. Oh, yeah, like uh, the cabin they used uh, actually has like, you know, a spooky background in it where this little girl lives with her mother and her grandmother and it was uh, storming one night. She woke up to find her mother dead and walked over to her grandmother's room and her grandmother was also dead the exact same night. So she wandered out to the farm and ended up at this farmhouse. And, you know, the farm people took her in, but she, like, never said a word ever and she grew up there and every time it would thunderstorm, she would wander out. Uh, back to that house, and they'd actually have to stop production because I think she wandered out there once. Really? During, while they were filming. Whoa. Yeah, during one of the storms. And then one time she had wandered out there and they never saw her again. She, like, disappeared. Jesus. Whoa, Doc, this is heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Boy, that would that should have been. She forgot to bite the lemon, I guess. There's your pinch, too. <laughs> oh my um, there's the, your song. <clears throat> wow, yeah. the tree rape scene is just now ending. That's a long scene. It's, yeah, it's a very it, long scene. It's uncomfortable so, yeah. to start with, and then it well, just goes on for way too they, long. They wait. <laughs> in case you don't know, listeners, there is an Evil Dead off Broadway, off off Broadway musical out there. <laughs> That's way off. Broadway. And um, to to do the tree rape scene, they basically have a guy dressed in a tree. He walks up to the actress playing Cheryl, no. and he starts to tickle her and then he starts to quickly dry hump her and then it quickly jumps to the next scene it's a satire on the movie so it kind of makes yeah. fun of it oh, how, of how gratuitous the scene is oh, yeah God. well that you know look i mean you gotta you, you, you know, gotta what jason you know the the when the producers when everyone involved you know sort of uniformly exp- expresses regret over including something uh-huh. that you know you can't pretend it didn't happen it's there you know, but you have to deal with it in a very artful way. And why is that not on Broadway? Have you seen the shit that's on Broadway nowadays? Oh, I know. <laughs> Evil Dead the Musical, if you haven't seen it, is amazing. It combines the plot of the first two movies, and it's great. Is it the next Rocky Horror Picture Show for cult followings? I think so. I mean, you know, because uh, what are your choices right now on Broadway? Minions? You know? Ew. Is that a real thing? Yes, that's real. Shut I tell, your mouth. I tell that's real? That, yes. Yeah, look it up. Minions the musical. It's real. I have Gross. a look of more. Oh my yeah. God, hold on. That's yeah. awful. I gave yeah. up after the second. Paging Doctor Gugel. Meg to Doctor Gugel. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a dark time uh, on Broadway. Well, everything oh on Broadway God. is a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So not to interrupt, but you know who Cheryl actually reminds me of? Just uh, her face. She looks like uh, Carrie Fisher. No. no. Well, yeah, sort of, but I think she also looks like Jennifer Grey. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. a B-rate uh, Jennifer Grey. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I could see that, you know. No, it's, <clears throat> the movie, it never, it never bogs down. Like, there's no point, it, it, it's a movie that's as long as it needs to be. It has exactly what needs to be in it. I will give it that, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's the perfect length. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I, I would say that for people who want to become filmmakers, particularly horror filmmakers, you know, don't go out and just copy this. But it's something you need to watch because it really shows, okay, we don't have a lot of budget. We don't have a lot of time. Let's do it, you know, judiciously and get what we need on the screen. And I I don't know, but I'm guessing that most of what was written in the screenplay ended up on the screen. Yeah, I, it definitely. And I would say that Evil Dead is kind of an important film in terms of independent cinema. You know, in terms of directors going out, making a movie on their own accord and Pro- making a name for themselves and proving that they can make a feature film yeah. because Sam Raimi just went out there with some friends from film school made, got 300 grand together from a bunch of supporters before GoFundMe was ever a thing and basically went out and made this movie mm. and it shows that he put a lot of work and, and passion into it this was definitely a passion project Oh yeah, and yeah. I think that the reason why this movie is so endearing is because it's campy in all the right ways and it hits all the right notes and it's such a creative bonkers story but Sam Raimi also kind of created his own way of filming his iconic way of filming things yes. with this movie his yes. frantic zooms yeah. and his weird sound effects and those weird angles all of that started with this movie yeah that people have been ripping off shamelessly for yes. years now Sam yeah. Raimi ripoffs yeah. well I mean even huge name directors like Peter Jackson he cites the Evil Dead as a major influence 
for him. Oh, have you seen Peter Jackson's early horror films? Uh, oh, they're of course to- I yeah. haven't. Brain Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brain Dead haven't. is yeah. flat out Evil Dead inspired. Okay. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. Check out Brain Dead slash Dead Alive, depending on which country released. Yeah, when I saw it, I, I saw it as Dead Alive. Dead uh, Alive. Yeah. yeah, it's it's considered one of the goriest films ever made. It's super gory. But there's a scene. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene in Dead Alive slash Brain Dead where the hero comes in and fights these kind of deadite knockoffs with a lawnmower instead of a chainsaw. It's great. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I do know this movie. Yes. You've, you've seen it. I, I'd be willing scene. to bet you've seen it. It had the world record for using the most fake blood in a movie for a long time. That's pretty cool. And that actually makes me think of Bob's Burgers of the burn unit because he said yeah. lawnmower. Uh, Louise and Bob are watching that woman in the dress run away from a lawnmower. And Louise is like, oh, I can't get away because my dress is too tight. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. So I yeah. guess that was a rip off of that. The uh, one thing about the, uh, you know, how they did the funding, you, you know, $300,000 back then, that was a lot of money. It's equivalent of about a billion dollars yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. And I think this movie was filmed in 1979. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce so, Campbell did say that. He said it was uh, it was very much 1979 rural Tennessee. But you think about your shooting in 1979, you can't buy the cameras, you got to rent them. Uh, you got a crap load of film stock that mm-hmm. you've got to buy. You got to process it. You've got to do all the color grading, all the crap that that went on with uh, with um, uh, shooting in film. <laughs> and yet they were able to do it, and they did it for three hundred thousand. And what could they do today with the you know all digital? You know, you got to think. That you, there's got to be a young filmmaker out there who, given you know fifty thousand, could do something really significant. I mean. You know, and there's still, you know, yeah, GoFundMe and all that stuff exists. But, you know, the Coen brothers, um, they did their first movie, Blood Simple. They actually went door to door and basically saying, hi, we're going to make a movie. And would you like to invest in it? And just selling shares of this movie to people. And they Mm -hmm. managed to make enough money to put the movie together. Well, the the great directors of our time that do these kind of cult classics, like Kevin Smith, I know I just said Clerks a second ago, yeah. when he first made Clerks, that was part of the reason why the movie was in black and white. Uh, it was cheaper to film that way. Yeah, um, cheaper to film, cheaper to process. He filmed at night. He filmed at night where he worked, so he didn't really have to pay for uh, you know location, nothing like that. He used all local actors, and he just maxed out a bunch of credit cards until he had enough money to make the film that he wanted to make. And now Clerks is one of the most beloved cult classics of all time. And you oh, have yeah. you have to say though, as good a movie as it is, he got lucky because oh, for God, for, yes. for every okay. Kevin Smith and Sam Raimi that's out there, you know, the flip side of the whole story is how many people maxed out all their credit cards and made something that was just garbage. Yeah. Well, or or that just didn't sell. Well, you know, you could you could have an exception to this and say Tommy Wiseau made garbage <laughs> that people still love. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, you know, I actually I only just saw The Room probably like two years ago, you know, sat down and watched the whole thing. I I disagree with the idea that that is a great bad movie. I just thought it was boring, you know. Fair, fair. I, I, I love that movie to death, but that's because I, as I watch it more, I start noticing every little detail. But I can see how it could be boring to some. It's very uneventful. Yeah, it's an extremely uneventful movie. It, it you know, but... 
you know, fair play. Um, it's not every day that you make a bad movie that becomes a cultural phenomenon. True. You know, especially since uh, MST3K went off the air. And it's so darn memeable. Oh, my God, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was speaking of which, Darth Jader has recently uh, discovered how to make memes for our own show, Hindsiders. Yes. So we're coming at you with those. Be prepared. Oh, yes. shit. <laughs> now, we, we've got the... Uh, uh, we're up to the point in the movie where we're, we're getting some, you know, proper possessions. Uh, yeah, now, it's already now, happened. It's, Cheryl was possessed first. And oh, and I have a question for the, the evil dead experts in the room. So mm -hmm. uh, was there something I missed as far as like the rhyme and reason of just the women getting possessed and then Scotty get like, was there any rhyme so, and reason to that? Uh, well, it started obviously. So if you watch the, the scary version you'll notice that there are like these rituals that happen to, you know, release hell on earth basically. And it starts with reading the book. And then the next one is getting raped by the tree. And then. So basically like that. acts of violence, like, cause I noticed, you know, Cheryl, the first thing she does is stab uh, Ash's girlfriend. She goes all stabby and slappy on Linda. <laughs> yeah. So if you get attacked by a dead eye, that also like, into a diet. Yeah, but, that that does it. But also, much like she was saying in the remake, they start adding kind of rules and steps to the book. In the remake, they expand on the mythology of the book. And I guess, at least in the remake, kind of confirms what happened in the old one, this one, the original, where if you are the one raped by the tree, you're the first one possessed. Okay, but yeah. then I don't understand because uh, Bruce Campbell has all sorts of violence done to him. He gets stabbed by his girlfriend. Uh, she also like rakes the skin off of his leg when he buries her. Uh, right. So why didn't he turn into a deadite? Because movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, is that also the reason the why one... he can't seem to get out from under bookshelves? He gets trapped <laughs> under. He gets trapped <laughs> under a bookshelf like every two minutes. Well, those bookshelves are made out of uh, those uh, you know old oak timbers that were like. But Ash know. does are eventually get infected. He does in and... the second one, and that's where yeah. he chops his hand off. That's a very Cronk uh, explanation, Jason. Uh, break the door down, Cronk. Are you kidding me? This is hand-carved <laughs> mahogany. <laughs> yeah, in, in Evil Dead 2, Ash gets hit. Well, he gets hit by the spirit at the end of the first movie, and then in Evil Dead 2, at night, at random-ass times, he turns into evil Ash and then turns back into normal Ash whenever the movie says it's convenient. Huh. But also his hand gets possessed. That's where he cuts his hand off and gets the chainsaw hand in the second one. Oh, okay. But that does not happen in this first film. Gotcha. So it's kind of like The Walking Dead, so long as you cut off the offended appendage quickly enough, yeah. you're safe. All right. Well, also, I think the Deadites and the Kandarian Demons, I think they just love screwing with Ash and just messing with him and making him go crazy because they just do a lot of practical jokes and things that piss him off and things that, like, just trick him all the time. Yeah, this so, was almost like... Yeah, they're playing with their food. They like messing with him. They love having someone left who's normal to just screw with. Yeah, and they possess like, his hand and take his hand away from him. It's like kooky exorcist because they it the different degrees of evil with the different deadites are it's laughable because Cheryl's super crazy. The first thing she does is stab somebody, so there's that. Um, it's your sister, Cheryl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they emotionally manipulate Ash. I see that. But Linda sits there for like 45 minutes and just giggles. Sitting on the floor crosswise, yeah, like yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't understand that. I now bear in mind, I love this movie, and I think the deadites are creepy as hell. But the one deadite, the uh, it was Scotty's girlfriend. I can't remember her name for Shelly. some odd reason. Shelly. Shelly. Wow, I forgot Shelly's name. So Shelly, she makes these like 
noises for like way too long. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then uh, Linda just laughs for way too long. So really, I don't know which one's worse. And Cheryl yeah. just clings on her chain. It's just because there's different demons, right? So yeah, different being, demons. Cheryl, Cheryl just so likes to laugh. Demon. She wants to laugh. It's kind of like you the uh, the whole theory with shivers is that uh, they're ba- the um, parasites were like video uh, audio tapes and their hosts were Teddy Ruxpin dolls. So depending on the tape that attacks you or, you know, takes over your body, you're going to be, you know, that's going to be your personality yeah. more or less. So join us. Join yeah. us. There's a song in the musical. Join us. Join us. Great. <laughs> Highly recommend. By the way, if you live in the Metro Atlanta area, listeners, out of box theater, I believe in Woodstock. I can't remember where it is. Out of box theater, look it up. What they a great play. Shout out. They play Evil Dead every single year in October. And uh, one of my theater Wait, friends, what? Jim. One of my theater friends, Jim Daly, will be in the show as well. But uh, highly recommend Out of Box. Wait, Jim is going to be in Evil Dead. Jim Daly is in Evil Dead. He plays. Wow. Uh, he plays Jake from Evil Dead Two. I don't but, know who that is. But Marietta, that's... Georgia. What was that? Marietta, Georgia? Marietta, sorry. Out of Box Theater. Out of Box Theater in Marietta. They play Evil Dead the Musical every October, so it's playing right now. Check it out. Yeah, my God. The 4th through the 20th. Oh, my God. Now Meg has got a new show that she wants to see. Thank see, you, and Adam. This, this really does, you know, fit the definition of a cult movie because only a cult movie gets reactions like that. Truth, oh yeah, you know, and it's great. Well, it's that, like how Rocky Horror is the longest running movie of all time oh, because yeah. people still go see the midnight showings and they throw the rice and do the whole shebang. Well, to, yeah. to me, there is no true fandom like cult fans. Cult fans are so passionate and hardcore about what they love, and that's why I love being one of them. I love, um, I love liking cult things because it's just so different you've got all this stuff to talk about you know and and uh, you have to take advantage of it when you do because there's so few and far between that you're just like oh friend (laughs) so you just you've (laughs) got to jump on that opportunity (laughs) or like this show star trek i'm you know, <laughs> I'm not familiar. What? It's pretty good. You should check it out. Uh, it's yeah. it's true though. When when I have an extra sense, when I hear the word "Evil Dead" within a mile radius, my ears do perk up. Yeah, my nostrils like, do flare. I, yeah. Well, the the first time you got interested in our own show, uh, Adam, is when I was talking to Randy at Taco Mac, and I said the words "Death Race 2000," and yeah. you went around what? and you were like, you were like David Carradine, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Yes. He yes. was super psyched about that. I didn't know anybody else in the world has seen that movie. Oh, yeah. yes, we and, have. And, and look, by the way, since we brought up uh, um, Death Race 2000, please nobody mention autoerotic asphyxiation. Mother. We are tr- we're trying to go an entire okay, I episode. I trained you on this one. Oh, darn. I was hoping to do a whole episode <laughs> focused on that. Well, no. What did you say, Meg? I trained you on a response to this, I thought. Uh, no. <laughs> what, was the, what, was, what was the response? It was, uh, it was the uh, response. Uh, Good training. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see why it didn't it's stick. Just, the comment about the lemon. You're supposed to start making uh, references to your favorite stand-up comedian. Which one? I have so many favorites. Yeah, yeah nice try, Meg. I, <laughs> Meg, I Meg, Meg, I know where you're going with this. Oh, um, so I think what she's really talking about is this story. Uh, John Mulaney says... That uh-huh. uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, fifteen minutes ago that would have really hit. But, yeah, uh, yeah. we can edit it. I can put <laughs> I it in the show like notes. John <laughs> uh, anyway, so it yeah, we're really getting to the, into the possession now, listeners, because Shelly got Shelley. possessed super quickly. Yeah, very um, quickly. The yeah. dead or the uh, sorry, the spirit, the demon went through the window and possessed her. Yeah, 
But I thought oh, demons that what happened? I thought demons couldn't go through glass. No, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> no, only How many doors. car accidents yeah. do they cause? So Cheryl is is in the uh, cellar, banging on the door, trying to get out because they've locked her in, and Shelly is now possessed, and f- she's basically slapping and punching <laughs> Scott and Ash, because that's what deadites do. They yeah. slap and they punch. And yeah. they look like, um, what's his face from the Saw <clears throat> movies? Jigsaw? <laughs> they- a little. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, see, this is a conversation I've had with with friends watching this movie is, you know, if we're ever for some reason. Oh, there goes another bookshelf. Another (laughs) bookshelf. If we're ever, you know, in a cabin in the woods and this starts happening, I just want my friends to understand. It's okay. Just shoot me. No, I I said that to Josh. Just just do it. it. You're not saving me. If I'm at this point. Believe me, it's the best thing it's you nothing can do. Nothing personal. Old yeller my ass. Yes. Yeah. I told Josh, I was like, don't hesitate. Just turn me into deli meat. Yeah. I do not care. Start yeah. with my legs and go from there. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? Yeah. And, and I would prefer a Shaun of the Dead movement where you just chain me in the shed. Yeah, but see, you and, you and <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. contingency clauses for this. If Meg or I are ever uh, ter- uh, transformed into a vampire, we're going to turn the other one. And if one of us ever becomes a zombie, we have a Shaun of the Dead clause. So oh, okay. yeah, that's, that's just the two of us, though. That, I think the good. boys don't you know, agree. I, I relate to the ending of Shaun of the Dead. I would definitely chain my best friend in the tool shed with video games right? all yeah. day, all, yeah. long, all day long. And yeah. I know all the video games that you like, so I'd set you up with all the good ones. See, and that's that's the great thing about best friends. I was actually uh, the other Adam. Uh, Your my, Adam. Yeah, original Adam Classic. Adam uh, Classic. <laughs> Adam Classic. Because uh, we were talking... Because he was, he had to do some like emergency contact information for where he worked, and he's like, "Hey, can I put you down for the emergency contact Aww. stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, put 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 me down on that. Just you know, please don't get hurt or anything at an inconvenient hour because <laughs> I don't want to get woken up because you hurt yourself." Oh yeah, man, used to be my <clears throat> emergency contact. And, and also, I said, um, "And check the box that says if you die, I want your skeleton." Because I'm going to put it, I'm going to stand it up on a, on a, and he was totally cool with this. He said, send me, send me a legal document. I'll sign it. I say, cause I'm going to put it in my shop with a hat that says, I hate Mondays. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, that's exactly what I want to happen. I'm putting that in my will that that's what I want to happen. Grandpa, is this a scenario three? Oh my God. It's a scenario four. (laughs) Okay. That's Brad. Yeah. Best friends have contingency clauses for just such occasions. Oh yeah. 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 You know, um, oh, and here we go. Now the possessed Shelly is spewing Alka Seltzer instead uh, of pea soup. She's turning into Uh, Bishop from Alien. (laughs) Actually, it's got milk, anybody. It's got milk. Oh, is that what it is? Well, it's either they shoot out milk or they shoot out oatmeal. It's one of those two. Yeah, the oatmeal was confusing. Genuine, you know, because it's, yeah, the entire (laughs) ending with the stop motion is just. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's almost like a David Lynch right, thing where that? it's like, what's with the cream corn, Dave? You know? Um, but it's great. Cockroaches, yeah, but, oatmeal. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, but we, we uh, I know when my son and I watched it, we definitely got stuck on the, you know, uh, it's Bishop. They're all just androids. <laughs> and, and that was, you know, that's what's really going on. This is all just, this is in the same Ugh. universe as Alien. So for those of you who are new to Evil Dead, and if you are digging what you're seeing... Highly recommend you check out Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, all three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead, the 2013 remake, every comic book and video game ever made. There's a whole franchise out of this, How guys. are the video games? The video games are super fun. They're, they were made for uh, PlayStation 2. Really? They're super fun. Evil Dead Regeneration's I the best. About, I, didn't. I thought there was like a phone, like a mobile game, but I don't know. PlayStation Probably is. They did make a mobile game later on, but uh, for PlayStation 2, they made video games. Bruce Campbell came back to voice Ash. And huh. you can just play as oh, Ash. Sure. It's great. So essentially, oh, this actually, is the Highlander you know franchise of Halloween. Y- y- well, so I play. 
uh, Dead by Daylight with my friends online, and they actually have an expansion pack that is Evil Dead, so you can play Ash. Sadly, there's no Deadite uh, villain for you to play, but true. It fun to get to if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Bruce Campbell return to do Ash? Yeah, Bruce Campbell will voice Ash. He's just retired playing him on screen. So we've got some uh, really bad haunted house Halloween facts going on right now. Shelly has been dismembered by hey, Scotty. Those college students dug holes in the floor to yeah. entertain us. Yeah. So. Hey. Yeah. And, and it, this does also get to that point in, in almost every 80s horror movie where you think, if you do make it out of this one, you're going to have a very awkward conversation with the police. <laughs> And all of the no. family members of the yeah, family yeah, yeah. This, never involved. This yeah. is one of my favorite lines from the movie that just happened where Scott is uh, basically telling Ash to kill possessed Shelly. And he says, Shelly. kill her, kill her, kill it. <laughs> yeah, yeah and I get confused a little bit with Scotty because he's, he's a bit of a tool for sure. He's a prankster. Oh, he's, see the musical. They make him stiffler in the musical. <laughs> oh, God. He's a scamp. But uh, yeah, when, when he hacks Shelly up... The boys go out to bury her because Scotty insists. He says she was our friend. She's dead. We got to bury her. Yeah. And then after that's done, they turn right around and Scotty's like, we got to get out of here. And Ash says, no, Linda can't walk with her gimp leg where my sister stabbed her with a pencil. He goes, yeah, screw her. She's your girlfriend. Let's leave her here. You oh, take yeah. care of her. He just Which does. just so you, horrible. You find he's, out Scott's a total dick. Well, he's adamant about burying a dead person, but he could give a flying you-know-what about a live person? Like, okay, that's great, Scott. Well, oh, yeah. Again, it's, it's horror movie logic. The characters in horror movies cannot behave like rational actors i guess not because people would just leave oh yeah you know and and you know in this in this first movie ash is kind of a wuss he is ash is not the badass that that he becomes late more so in the sequels with the chainsaw hands and the the one-liners and all that and the shotgun he's none of that really in the first movie he gradually becomes a little tougher when he's the last guy left and he kind of has to like think on his feet but he really is kind of a wuss in this movie yeah and i i think that actually sort of takes something away whenever i rewatched it because it's like it's ash it's it come on it Jesus, I know what you're capable of, man. Then you yeah. see Shelly the puppet <laughs> clinging to Scotty, and he's just, you know, yeah. cronking up against the wall. And, and, like, you, and you just want, I mean, so bad. You want a line like, you know, you know, good, bad. <laughs> I'm and, the guy with the gun. You know? uh, please send in your, your feedback if you would like uh, to do Evil Dead 2. Basically, so Darth Jader can sit here and watch Evil Dead 2. I'm down with doing the whole franchise. I oh, I love you, Jason. Yeah. Let's do it. So much. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Comment, no, I'm telling you. Sir. Look. You, they're they're hilarious. They become really. They funny. become very very funny. This I'm is telling the third you. time I'm watching this damn movie. I don't want to watch. If these you like anymore. Rocky Horror or Little well, Shop, Army of Darkness is so funny. Yeah, and it yeah. is as different from this movie as they could conceivably have made it. And that's Lordy. what I really like about this franchise. Each Evil Dead movie with Bruce Campbell kind of stands alone as its mm. own type of film because the first one's more of a straight up campy horror film. Yeah. Second one's a horror comedy, full on horror oh, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Third one. Third one has no horror. It's all adventure, it's, comedy, action, no horror whatsoever. I still I still remember the first time I saw and the, the best third one. one-liners ever. Oh, oh yeah. Ash, oh, yeah. Ash spews all of his most iconic one-liners in the third movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cuz you guys were even saying that you said how uh it was just a matter of like okay, this one was horrible it was this it was that and you're like i wanted to quote all this stuff but it's not from this mo- this right. particular movie yes, exactly. groovy yeah, yeah, yeah. groovy, groovy and yeah all of those lines give me some sugar baby none of that's in this movie oh god that terrible effect we just missed uh linda's now possessed i uh, thought it was good she I was like laying laying in bed 
<laughs> and her eyes like just instantly turn. She proceeds to laugh for the next 45 minutes straight. It gets uh, a little irritating, yeah. but uh, what I do like is this This is the first time you see what the Deadites... That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Thank this you. is what the, the first thing that you see where the Deadites have the power to trick you. They have the power to turn normal for a certain amount of time while they play the same background music. <laughs> And then, um, and then you know, at the worst possible time, they'll turn back into yeah. deadites, and you won't be fooled anymore. But yeah. they do have the power to trick you for like three minutes at yeah, a time. Yeah, they are a little bit like the shark from Jaws. Just listen to the music. If you if you can't hear the music, it's safe to go swimming. Like when Ash is burying Linda later, she and I I did appreciate that because the sin of sin of uh, I can't what's the word Jason the camera the stuff. camera guy the camera fellow playing the guitar clicky <laughs> camera thing our, uh, the guy our, who shoots the film on the camera our a company uh, company company uh, fellow plays the guitar anyway good night um, folks <laughs> the hindsight and good night no but seriously when he's burying Linda it goes back to that cute little shot of when he. He gave her the little uh, magnifying glass necklace where he's faking out and closing his eyes like he's asleep and they zoom in on their eyes and he's faking being asleep and then she looks at him and he looks back at her but then shuts his eyes but she does the same thing to him when he goes to bury her right her eyes keep opening and they're glowing and you know she's about to attack him and and the music plays every time her eyes open and he turns around like oh did I just hear (laughs) something (laughs) To to me that little stuff like that is an insight into the potential and genius of Sam Raimi to come. I really think that that's phrasing. (laughs) Phrasing (laughs) first, boom. Phrasing. But the potential of Sam Raimi, though. We kept that in our, we kept that in our, uh, our loop of jokes on the show. Unlike Archer. Hashtag phrasing. Yes. But I I think that, that little clever stuff like that kind of puts Sam Raimi above a lot of the amateur filmmakers making films out in the forest. Because believe it or not, (laughs) believe it or not, college, college film graduates would, would go out and make horror movies in the forest. And that was like a cliche, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Blair Witch is, that's definitely, that's one of those movies that divides film lovers. I'm pretty hard. I like Blair Witch and I appreciate it for what it is, but that movie isn't scary. Isn't, isn't scary. It's not scary. It's not scary. At all. Oh no, no, yeah. no! I've got to disagree with that. And this isn't just because I'm a chicken. I think that goes back to your whole thing, Jason, of when you first saw the movie, because that movie came out when I was still in school. So it just scared the hell out See, of me. See, I saw the Blair Witch in the most ideal circumstances to be scared. We were going camping on the winter solstice, oh. and we literally said. Uh, hey, let's watch something that's really scary that before we go and it'll make everything all like spooky and stuff. And we hadn't seen the Blair Witch yet. Oh, so no. we're like, okay, cool. So we watched the Blair Witch and we're like, I'm bored. <laughs> it's like it's, it's a bunch yeah. of angry teenagers <laughs> yeah. stuck in the forest. They're lost in the forest. Yeah. It's like, when, when, when does something kill them all? Uh, come on. I come on, movie. Kill them all. And then the end of the movie is a guy standing in the corner shaking. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah. then somebody smacks down the uh, the cameraman, <laughs> and it made a bajillion. Do- but I do respect the way they made it with all the stuff. Yeah. You know, it was like, a new concept. I'm not dissing. Yeah. I'm not dissing Blair Witch too much. I have a respect for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole idea of you know we're not going to tell the actors like we'll film the actors, but they won't even know when we're actually doing a take. Right, you know, stuff like that's that's clever. I you know I have to uh, I have to note the acting in Blair Witch is actually really natural. It's actually really real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not because quite they as think natural they're about to die. <laughs> um, traveling back to Evil Dead, the acting not so natural. Yeah, 
Except but, for Bruce Campbell, I don't know who's what you're just talking about. It looks great. Bruce, oh yeah, well, well, let's be real. Let's be real. Bruce oh, yeah. Campbell like made his mark with this movie. Oh yeah, and yeah. even though the sequels have all the iconic stuff, I still think the first Evil Dead is my favorite of the entire franchise. I, I think it's oh, for sure. it's the best movie. You know, just from the standpoint of a person writing a screenplay. You know, putting their vision on film, all that kind of stuff, fighting it, against all those odds. And yeah, it's it's constraints. There, there's yeah. you know, it's it's a real like you said. There's a lot of filmmakers, a lot of film student graduates who go off in the woods and make a movie, and it's just yeah, garbage. It's garbage. This is one of the exceptions to the rule, and um, I think Evil Dead really. If you're an amateur filmmaker, listeners, if any of you are, are filmmakers out there trying to make a name for yourself. I really do highly recommend you watch films like Evil Dead or Clerks because I think that these films will inspire you to go out and do what you love and yeah. and put your passion and your time and your money into making a film that you believe should be made. Well, because yeah. they're they're you inspiring the youth. Oh uh, yes. Well, and I've got to agree with you there, Adam, because these movies look attainable from an artistic standpoint. Right. You go and you watch, even if it's a crap movie, even if it's the next Transformers, you're like, how am I ever going to afford all this CGI, all right. this, all that? Like you don't but, need it. But then you look at Blair Witch and you look at Clerks and you're like, holy shit, they did that for what? You know, $100,000? We could do that. Well, like, right. it's doable. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, you know, from the artistic standpoint, it's the thousand year uh, question, which is, do you want a movie that's going to be really successful, make you a lot of money, you know, and stuff like that? Or do you want a movie that in a thousand years people are going to look back on and say, wow, you know, The Godfather, great, yep. you know? Um, as much as everybody's, you know, up the ass of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, two, three hundred years from now, nobody's going to give a shit. No. They're going to no. be forgotten and no one will care, you know? It's fair. I mean, Scorsese just gave the interview where he said they're not movies, uh, they're theme parks. Yeah. You know, um, and he's like, uh, you know, he wasn't dissing them. He was like, look, they're good for what they are, but they're not cinema. Yeah. And I respect his opinion, but um, I have other opinions, but I, re I I can see where he's coming from on that. Yeah. I mean, in a movie like this, it's just filmmaking. And yeah. it also proves the point that you can do something low budget that is real filmmaking, but it doesn't have to be an up your own ass, you know, sort of film school, quote unquote, movie. It can be a fun horror movie. Yeah, right. and it is commercial, but it's also just good. Well, and, and I think people try too hard to make movies into what, something else these days. Like, I'm very much of the volition of when I go to see a movie, people are like, oh, didn't you hate it? And I'm like, why should I hate it? And I appreciate it for what it was trying to be. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you another thing, too. If this movie had been made today and it had caught the eye of people like it did back in 1980, Sam Raimi would not have become Sam Raimi. Because no. what, would, what would have happened is this would have come out. It would have made a lot of money. And then they would have immediately put Sam Raimi in charge of a massive production. And he was not ready to wasn't ready him. to do. It would tank, and then that would have been the end of him. It would have been you know? his Titanic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, well, that happens to any, any independent filmmaker who makes a successful low-budget film nowadays. They always they throw a blockbuster at them, and then they're like, I don't know what to do. Right, like, yeah. This, this is out of my realm. And I don't, like, and there's so many other obstacles that come with a, a blockbuster. It's not just the scope <clears throat> of the project. It's the type of actors you're dealing with. Well. It's the type of, yeah. like, ba any sort of talent that's involved. You get, like, because Bruce Campbell doesn't have a complicated writer. You no, know, in no. 1979, it didn't matter. Well, and also, too, if you look at someone like Spielberg, it took a long time for Spielberg to to uh, to learn who do I hire as an editor? You know, who, who's yeah. this, who, which what cinematographer is going to be right for this movie? Oh, yeah, because you know? even with Jaws, it, when they when he first heard the music, 
for the shark. He thought it was kind of funny. But then when he paired it with the editing, he was like, oh, my God, this yeah. is per- just those two notes. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, uh, Kasdan and Kazan and all those guys. I mean, Spielberg has John said. Williams, yeah, yeah. And John, John Williams. John Williams. Spielberg has said, he's like, look, I mean, it's it's a team effort. Uh, it, my name's there as a director, but it's a team effort. You yeah. know, there's all these other people, um, you know, I mean, even George Lucas, who, you know, say what you will about him. I mean, he said about John Williams, uh, I make silent movies and then I give them to John Williams. And you know, they become masterpieces, yeah. You know, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you're a young filmmaker and you, you all of a sudden you get a blockbuster thrown at you, you're going to have to rely on people you don't know. And inevitably, whatever your vision was is going to... It's It's going to change and it's going to become everybody else's vision and it's going to flop and that's it. You're over with, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Will there ever be a Sam Raimi again? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. And yeah. with any luck, you'll make TV shows. Because, frankly, that's where all the good quality is nowadays. That's where the actors are going because they want to be able to live in a a certain place for, you know, an extended amount of time. Yeah. But, yeah, so getting back to the movie, guys, uh, now we think Linda is dead. Shelly's definitely dead. She's been dismembered and buried. She's done. Uh, Cheryl's still clinging around in the cellar. And now we're going to bury Linda. Well, first, Ash tries to dismember her with the chainsaw. Chainsaw. But he can't do it. The iconic chainsaw. The iconic chainsaw that will soon become his hand. Yeah. So it's the same chainsaw? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Wait, does this guy just keep going back to the same damn cabin? Like, what's his problem? I d- well, well, okay, well so again, it's... Yeah, go that's, ahead. That's go what ahead. happened with the second movie, how he didn't own the rights to the first one. So in the second one, he basically had to recap slash remake what happened in the first movie as well as continue on the storyline. five minutes. So, yeah. He was still at that same cabin because technically it was just continuing on from where the first one left off. Oh, right. okay. So, I didn't yeah. understand that. Yeah, one. in Evil Dead Two, it's basically supposed to take place in the same day or two period as the first one. So does it yeah. pick up where the whatever it is that's launching itself at him? Yes. Okay. It after picks it, right after up it, it after it remakes the first movie in five minutes and recaps the audience, it picks back up. It picks right in. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Which is clever in and of itself, and it's a great example of making do with a bad situation. Yeah, creativity you know? yeah. at its saying, finest. Hey, you know, it's like, yeah, we don't own the rights. Well, let's just do the entire movie in five minutes. Yep. Sam Raimi was pissed, though. He's like, you're telling me I can't show clips from my own movie? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you know? rights are a bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's Hollywood for you. Well, And again, that's one of the things. It's like, you know, there was nobody at the time telling him, you know, hey, dude, uh, don't sign this contract. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. this, you know, yeah. This was some low budget, like no name studio who had Evil Dead at the time. So they were like, uh, Evil Dead's our moneymaker, man. <laughs> yeah. You want the clips, you're going to pay for the clips. Well, and on the opposite end of that spectrum, that's the same reason why Bill Watterson has never sold the rights to Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. He doesn't want this masterpiece to be bastardized with cartoons and ridiculous merchandise and all this other stuff. Like, right. You never know who's going to take that and run with it. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a right way and a wrong way. I mean, has, have any of you seen, cause I, I'm a, I I loved Garfield when I was a kid and I love Garfield and friends, the old cartoon. I refuse to watch the live action. I love Bill Murray, but I could not watch that. It was bad. Not the live action. Have you seen the recent, reboot of the animated version there's a no. new animated I didn't, version. yeah yeah it's uh made by a french production company and it uh, is all horrible cg oh uh, uh, i like windows 98 like about yeah promoted yeah. by like, uh, rachel like and chandler char- from friends the, the characters sort of <laughs> sort of glide as they walk because they don't have the animation just right oh, but geez. it's official it's licensed i mean it's signed off on you know okay uh go watch it it is it Gross. is a Abominably bad. I'm going to YouTube yes. that. 
Oh, we've got the moment, guys, Here with the are. eyes where he's trying, Bruce is trying to bury Linda. So Linda is Linda. reenacting the, uh, Linda is reenacting the little game that Ash would play with her when he would close his eyes when she's not looking and then open them when she, oh wait, open them when she's not looking and then close them when she is looking at Get him. Get it together, young Adam. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've only seen this movie 80,000 times. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's about to bury her, and keep in mind she's not dismembered. That's going against the rules, ladies and gentlemen. Mm, he couldn't do it uh, because well, he couldn't do it. 2013, burying her alive is another way to get rid of it. According, according to the to according to the remake, so that but, was a new rule that they introduced with the they, new one. They introduced some some newish rules to the book and the remake, but that is <laughs> definitely separate canon. They found a separate tape where the professor was like, "Oh, and I also forgot to mention because uh, anything Nobi <laughs> says immediately becomes true." I sort yeah. of jumped the gun on dismembering my own wife, but it was really just because her cooking was terrible. <laughs> yeah, as it turns out, she wasn't even possessed. Well, well, egg on my face. She was just really annoying, guys. Getting living alone with the same person out in the woods. Well, his doctorate and, was in social. Sociology. So, you know, I mean, it's, what yeah, you're what yeah. you're going to see soon coming up is um, one of the reasons why Sam Raimi enjoys making the Evil Dead film so much is he loves messing. He loves terrorizing Bruce Campbell. He loves messing with him in every way possible, and he loves making it hard for him. So he'll he loves covering him in fake blood, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and so, why do they ever cover him? And in you fake will see blood. you will see the first time in Evil Dead history where he, where Bruce Campbell's face just gets smothered in corn syrup, and yeah. that becomes a trademark of every film in the franchise. Basically, Sam Raimi he gets a bigger budget in every movie, and he tries to up the ante on how much blood he can pour on Bruce yeah. Campbell. He's the poor Tippy Hedren of Fake blood. Really, yeah, yeah, they get uh, really gets difficult and annoying to get cornstarch off your face. I oh say. God, yes. Oh yeah. Do you yeah. know from experience? I, yeah, because I uh, worked at a haunted, a few different haunted houses where I had to put fake blood on, it and it was just sticky and gross. I hated it. Yeah, they did the same thing to us during uh, the Walking Dead escape. I actually played a zombie during that. Uh, obstacle course that they did down at Phillips Arena. I can't remember what they renamed it, but yeah, it took me forever. I had to throw the clothes out that I had used because they just doused me with fake blood. So it's it's a thing. But yeah. um, And even in uh, Johnny and Tim Burton movies, apparently that Tim Burton has the same sort of relationship with Johnny Depp where wherever he gets the opportunity, uh, if you think about Sleepy Hollow where Johnny Depp is hacking into the uh, the tree that the horseman is buried underneath... When he's hacking into it, the blood just keeps splashing yeah. him in the face. And he was like, yeah, Tim just loves it. He's like, he loves two things. He loves covering me with fake blood, and he loves it when I kill his wife in his movies. Well, that's like the, jo <laughs> the, the joke in Dracula Dead and Loving It with uh, where Mel Brooks, you know, the scene where everyone oh, yeah. gets covered in blood. Yeah. He's, he, and he walks in, and he doesn't have anything on him. <laughs> it's good to be the director. Yes. Um, the oh, uh, yeah, So now go. Linda has lost her head. It's the blood squirt. Oh, it already happened. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what happened is Ash has cut off Linda's head with a shovel. And she's and... still trying to like sexually harass him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she well, she wants crazy. to relive the glory days. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, Ash has returned to the cabin and he found the cellar door wide open. Where's Cheryl? Oh, Cheryl. Ruh, ruh, raggy. Oh, Cheryl. Ooh. You're not my supervisor. <laughs> I'm not staying in this cellar. <laughs> Get her some crayons or some cheese or something. Yeah. So basically, Ash did manage to get most of the blood off, though. That was this is yeah. I don't yeah. understand. I, I Ash got the Josh. blood off quick. Yeah. I was like, so he just got doused with blood, it's and like now last he's action hero. <laughs> so basically, this is getting to the um, kind of the 
I would say the, not the climax, the peak of the movie, where Ash is the only Freezing. normal person left, and all of his friends and girlfriend are possessed at this point. No, yeah. not and or dead. And or dead. Yeah, or dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. About to say because Scotty supposedly died. Supposedly died on the couch. I mean, I have a, technically, the people who are possessed are dead too. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in this franchise, there's no coming back. There's no coming <laughs> back. You're I, once you're possessed, you're gone. Which I still don't understand how Bruce Campbell gets all scratched up and stuff, and he gets violence committed against him. But nope, he's not a deadite. Well, if you're Ash, you can turn evil for a certain amount of time, but then you see the magnifying glass necklace, and you're back to normal. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> it's his. It's his uh, totem. Yeah. <laughs> it brings him back because movie. I was happy they put that in the 2013 remake. I like that all the little uh, Easter eggs and hints and nods towards the the original was nice. That was great. Yeah, the ending of the remake starts to realize, oh, yeah, uh, there's campiness in the old movies. Here you go, campiness. Well, and he even looks, uh, I thought of you when I watched this movie, Jason, because you said how your dad looked like Ron Livingston in The Conjuring. And yeah. Bruce Campbell definitely has yeah. that 70s look with, yeah. like, the the moccasins and the long pants yeah, and everything. Yeah, but it's, not, it's nowhere near. I actually showed that to uh, some family members, and, and universally I said, who does, it, who does he look like in this? And like, oh, my God. It looks it looks, looks like, like, your, like your dad. Yeah, Livingston. No, Ron Livingston. Conjuring. Yeah. Oh, from Conjuring slash Office Space. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it would have been convenient if they had, if uh, Bruce Campbell had worked with Sam Raimi in the '60s and they did it in black and white because the fake blood was chocolate syrup. And then, yeah. you, then you wouldn't have minded so much. That's true. You know? oh, that would have been great. Yeah. It's like oh no. Yeah. Just like in I have uh, to Psycho. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how you get ants. Ugh, do you know, want ants? Yeah. Because that's how you well, get ants. That could make for a good horror movie shot. Ants everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Kind of like the ants cockroaches. Ants in my eyes, Johnson. Like yeah, the we, cockroaches at the end of this movie. We haven't had a good ants horror movie since Phase 4. So this is when, this kind of proves my point, the Deadites <laughs> or the Kendarian demons love to mess with Ash. So he goes into the cellar and all of this crazy shit happens yeah. to him. The pipes <clears throat> burst open and spray more blood on his face. The light bulbs fill with blood. The electric sockets oh, yeah. start oozing blood. And, and then start, the record player starts yep. playing some old-timey creepy song because, you know, every horror movie has to do that at some point. Oh, yeah. See, what Which you got, what you got wonder, here is you where got... They get the blood? Yeah, you got blood yeah. coming in through your main water line. That's bad. That's gonna you're gonna warp the foundation. <laughs> that gopher was messing up all oh, the grounds, yeah, no. and now there's blood everywhere. You got to get a professional I, in here. Or this is gonna just be a problem. I do like the shot where the projector is aiming at Bruce Campbell, and then the blood drips on the projector light, so the blood oh, yeah. is yeah. That's, that's a such shot. a cool shot. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. innovation right there. He has to think like the deadites. <laughs> and in essence, become one. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to become one. That's the opposite of what we want to achieve. Join us. Yeah. What was so, that? Who, so who would you add to this movie if you were... Because normally... Batman! I, nor, normally, I would say Batman. I know you would. But I'm sort, of thinking, I'm sort of thinking if I had a magic wand, Linda Hamilton. Oh, uh, yeah. I would add... Oh, I yeah. would add... Um, um, Ripley from Alien. Yeah, that's true. Especially Weaver. Yeah, get away from him, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think Ripley would be far tougher than Ash. Yeah, Ripley really wouldn't be bothered by them that no. much. Oh, this? Oh, please. Oh, I got this. I got I a oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger in this. There you oh, go. Yeah. He's got the funny enough streak. Get to the job. You got the trees. They're raping everybody. Get out of here. <laughs> 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 exactly. See, a thousand times better. 
I would watch that. In that would, yeah. So yeah. Come on, Hollywood, make that movie happen. Seriously. You, know? <laughs> you could do it animated. We're fine with that. I know these guys are old. That's yeah. okay. You know, animated is the way to go. It's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's cheaper than digitally de-aging. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, I would add Captain Jack Sparrow just to see him run away with his hands in front of him, <laughs> running away from the deadites. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that Ma- Ma- Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly, he would just open the Mal door and, and he would go, nope, and just turn around and walk Big damn heroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're on your own. Oh, no, I'd get Jane from Firefly. That's what I would do. He would do the Jane. same thing. Oh, yeah. Jane would <laughs> he would ju- just leave. Well, that be funny. Nope. Yeah. He'd open the door to the cabin, see everything going on. Nope. No. Well, then River. River would just annihilate everyone. Yeah, but she'd be all like... Oh, River would make an awesome deadite, though. She would. No power in the verse could stop her. Yeah, but she'd be all like moody. Yeah, you don't know when she'd be affected. She'd be like the uh, like just like Linda, where she's sitting there giggling and being useless for most of the movie, and then she she just like powerhouses everyone. Yeah, she'd be the deadite with a needlessly overcomplicated backstory that you never really get uh, any satisfaction to (laughs) until they make a movie that depresses you. Yeah, we will spiral. (laughs) Let's not talk about Firefly too much. I'll just start crying. Leaves on the wind. (laughs) 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 Why would you do that? Because I'm terrible. I know I had to break um, it to somebody the other day. I was like, oh, leaf on the wind. That means he knew he was already dead because a leaf that detaches from a tree, that means they're already dead. And oh. my friend got so angry with me. They were like, why would you say something nah, like that? See, to I, I, I think Wash was just kind of, you know, he just said it because he thought it sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Wash thought about it Stop that much. Stop ruining my you know? theory, Jason. So I, I had a friend who worked, a quick Firefly side story i had a friend who worked at walmart in the electronics department and sure a a i think someone who was a little older they never heard of firefly everyone older than you everyone's older than me (laughs) i am officially the world's youngest person enjoy that so they went to the electronics department and bought firefly season one the whole series series (laughs) on dvd and They'd never heard of the show before. Yeah, they'd never heard of the show before, and they went home and watched it all, and then they went to my friend in the electronics department and said, do you guys have season two? (laughs) And a tear trickled down his eye. (laughs) Well, that goes back to our battle royale. You know what I would have done? I would have said, yeah, I do. It's uh, in the back. I'll go get it, and then just leave. (laughs) Never never come back. (laughs) Well, it comes back to battle royale when I... The movie at the very least. Yeah, all you can do is hand him the movie Serenity and say, here's your season, or your series finale. No, it was like when I showed Kaylee 10 things I hate about you and I was like you know who Heath Ledger is don't you that's the Joker and she was like because she was like oh man he's so cute and I was like oh you're about to be so sad yeah <laughs> oh yeah and he lived a long and fruitful life oh okay Jason. no yeah. no that's what you tell the kid you know what I realized <laughs> yeah. Heath Ledger oh, was Heath Ledger was only a year older than me when he passed yeah yeah really? what what, what uh, I I He's been blind. gone a long what, time. Uh, what about year was years. it? It was about 10 years? Uh, 08, 09, 08 when he died. Yeah. Because the movie came out. that long already? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah I think he been... died before Dark Knight came out. He did. He did yeah. before yeah. it was in, before it was even in like uh, post production or something. Yeah, it was crazy. Insane. Yeah. So, okay. Which brings us back to Evil Dead. Going, um, to, going to see the Joker tomorrow, by the way. I want to see oh, it. It's very good. It's very good. Cool. Cool. But right. yeah, so. Oh no, it's best friends of Deadite now. Yeah, Scotty oh, yeah. died. Scotty, Scotty got beamed up. I liked how the subtitles actually call him Scotty. Yeah, Not Scott, Scotty. Yeah. Anyways, I, yeah. I, I love watching these with subtitles on because you can imagine in, in any voice you want. Yeah. You know. What well, voice are you imagining? Like extra subtitles where it's like dramatic music. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. In in demon voice. For me, all the deadites, yeah. <laughs> all the deadites sound like Gilbert Gottfried. They do. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. When I read it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, have you seen the video of Gilbert Godfrey whenever he uh, sort of walked onto the set of uh, of some local news station? No. No. Go look it up on YouTube. I'm going to do where that. It's like, it's like somebody notes. trying to do the weather and Gilbert Godfrey is there. Oh, that's, that's amazing. It's, I'll watch it's, anything it's, with it's him. It's very uncomfortable. Great. <laughs> it's extremely uncomfortable. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, so uh, so here we are. Share, uh, Bruce Campbell put his back against the door <laughs> and that means something's going to happen. So Cheryl's mm-hmm. hands pop through the door and uh, she's still alive and well. Well, a lot. I don't know that I possessed. describe it now. She's still possessed and well. I'm possessed and loving I it. I love that tracking shot with the shotgun. She got shot in the face. Oh, that was like before um, video games, you know, like first person yeah, video yeah, games. Yeah. yeah. That's very before cool. Goldfinger, yeah. That's super cool. Before Goldfinger. And, I mean, it's a shot that's Gold less eye. than a second, you know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, Scotty just got up. Well, it's like how iconic the, the whole ship. Oh, come on, like this situation sucks now. Scotty doesn't know. This place is gonna get the worst Yelp review. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. <laughs> We're with you, Adam. Don't worry. Woo-hoo. But yeah, so now Ash is just wildly outnumbered. Uh he's getting his ass kicked. Oh, but the necklace but I'm a little ahead of you guys, but the necklace chain is uh, in the shape of a skull, which I've never noticed before until oh, really? Now. That is one of my favorite shots in the movie. Huh. I never the noticed eyes that. being gouged out or the necklace? Oh, the necklace making the, neck- the skull. You'll see it soon. Yeah, it's yeah. on the floor, and when Ash reaches for it, I just now noticed that it was in the shape of a skull. So this ending scene when he's fighting, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when he's fighting Scott and Cheryl at the end of the movie, yeah. this is when like ninety percent of the gore kicks in. Yeah, deadites uh, apparently have incredibly high blood pressure. Yes. Oh, yeah, like like, like two hundred psi. Yeah, essentially, you just prick them with a needle and they explode like a balloon. Oh, if or you, they spew Alka Seltzer yeah. out of their faces. Yeah. If you watch uh, Darth Jader, if you watch Evil Dead Two, it, it almost becomes a Ugh. running joke in these in these movies where. Every human body has more blood than the actual body can hold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> more blood sprays out than actually is possible. Yeah. It's great. You can swallow a pint of blood before you get sick. So, uh, listeners, ignore the book getting burned here because it doesn't happen in the sequels. Yeah. Oh. It yeah. doesn't happen. But, but in this movie, they didn't know, they had no idea they were going to make an Evil Dead 2. So they thought the book's burned and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, because yeah, that's what, you know, essentially kills all the. The Deadites. And, and and that's good logic. I mean, Ash had every right to throw the book in the fire thinking oh. that that would do it. His hand clawing across the wooden floorboards. You know, see, I know like people are sensitive to the whole hand scraping a chalkboard like in Jaws, oh. but the sound doesn't bother me. It's the idea of like, oh my God, he must have so many splinters underneath his fingernails oh. now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate that. I hate yeah. that. Oh, no. Any, my big thing is anything to do with teeth. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Hey, have you, I, have, I, have you I, seen yeah. American History X? That, oh, Jesus. oh my God. I, yeah, because I've got the same thing. And there is a moment in that movie that I literally just thinking about it causes me to cringe. It's the part where uh, uh, Ed like Norton. Where you start, like licking your teeth and just like. Bleh. Well, it's where, where Ed Norton tells a guy to uh, get on the ground and uh, and bite the concrete. Yeah. Bite right. the curb. Oh, and, and, then, and then he stomps on his nope. head. Yeah. Well, nope. <laughs> well, for me, it's always uh, anything with like blades near somebody's mouth. Because having ripped my mouth oh. open in my life, like uh, going back to the Joker with Heath Ledger when oh, he held that. I got these scars. Oh, when he holds that uh, razor in that mobster's mouth, I was uh, oh. my whole face goes numb whenever I watch that movie. Oh, for God. me, for me personally, I have a actually an actual phobia of things going near my eyes. I have a phobia of getting my eyes poked out of my head, like yeah. you do. So when I watch this movie, actually, and the scene where Ash puts his thumbs in yep. Scott's eyes, 
I turn away. I can't watch that. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so we're hitting the point where the book has been burned. Stop motion. And basically the Deadites are like decomposing at an incredibly fast rate and they're just like falling apart into mush. Yeah. And the effects are done. everything known to man? Yes. And the effects are done entirely with like stop motion. Yeah. And it's a, it, it, it's a really cool scene. I wonder how much time it took for them to actually film that. You got to wonder because it's just, it, it makes me think of parks and recreation. And I know Meg knows exactly what I'm talking about where Ben is trying to make a claymation movie. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. He's been working on it for like seven days and uh, it ends after two seconds. And he's like, what happened to my claymation? Like it's got to take some time. <laughs> Yeah, and there's the oatmeal coming out of an arm. Yeah, um, like you do. Because zombies are full of oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And um, Alka-Seltzer. You have to wonder, I mean, clearly the claymation took forever, but you have to wonder if they tried to speed up the process, but they were just like, no, just throw a bunch of gunk on it. Just, it doesn't matter. Just put it on. It'll be great. And yeah, the, yeah. the uh, Beetlejuice hands just screaming out of the bodies. Like. <laughs> We've got uh, uh, a, a very cool piece of movie memorabilia in the, uh, in the office or in the studio with us. Tell us about it. Uh, I actually brought in an issue of Fangoria magazine. It's like a horror and sci-fi movie magazine from 1985. And there's an entire article in there on the special effects of Evil Dead. And the first picture that shows up in the article is what's happening in the movie now with uh, Cheryl as she's decomposing in stop motion and all of that. So basically, uh, it's kind of lining up with what's going on in the movie. You know, I, I as a kid, Fangoria was just like the coolest thing. You know, is it still yeah. around? Do they I still, remember that magazine. Do still, I don't think it's I don't around think they anymore. It. If, if it is, it's all online, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I, I would just go into comic stores in Athens when I went to college and buy all their Fangoria magazines. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, there used to be, you know, that was the thing before the internet is is all the Oh con- my God, you can still subscribe to it. Really? Oh, wow. Paging Dr. Google. Yeah. Holy Very God. cool. Well, I think we might have to get a a a, a, a business account with Fangoria. Yes. <laughs> they they uh, just did Jordan Peele's This Is Us and what else are we on here? Yeah, oh, the newest Michael Myers, it looks like. Cool. Oh, nice. See, well, that's sort of the problem, though. It's I'm not as interested in the movies. <laughs> so I just want the back issues because they were like movies I actually want to, you know, read about. Right. Um. Well, so now well, that's what eBay's for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You you buy all sorts of random stuff for your Batcave collection, Jason. You got the I Smith do. and Wesson. Did the has Mel Gibson's rifle arrived yet? No, no, no. <sighs> I, I don't. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that because it was in the movie. It was actually a complete coincidence. Oh, I know. Yeah, but yeah. I was, I just didn't know if it had arrived yet or not. So yeah, um, we threw the Book of the Dead in the fire, and, and everything's working out just fine. Happy yep. music is yeah. playing. It's daytime again. Yes. He's got sunshine. <laughs> it's morning again in America. Yes. It's a new day, Rick. All of his friends are mush on the floor at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Screw them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but th- those old moccasins from the 70s have no traction, so he's got to walk outside to well, yeah. you know wipe his feet off uh, and get away from all of the, the gore inside the cabin. So Ash has made it, and he's going to walk off into the sunrise, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But the sun looks like it's going down. every horror movie, the, you know, the sun rising is always the end-all, be-all. Yes, it's, 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 it is, is a primal human desire to be in the daylight. <laughs> Werner Herzog. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the with fil- you. The filmmaker who hates Dad, Werner Herzog? That guy? Wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah, so then you start to see the camera kind of rushing toward the cabin, and you don't know why. The iconic uh, 
camera first person oh, yeah. shot of yeah. the spirit yeah. mm-hmm. is now. And it's such, a, it's such an awesome way of doing something with a low budget. What's yeah, your question, yeah. Meg? So uh, for the people who have seen the series, how did you feel about the camera finally panning out so you could see what was attacking? Oh. I, I kind of like that you never knew what it was. Uh, there was an episode of the TV show, I know what you're talking about, where my brother and I watched it and we were like, oh no, the camera actually showed what it looks like. That ruins it for me. Yeah. It looked like a big yeah, ball right. of green gas. Yeah. Because there's way no- better not knowing. Yeah. Oh, way better. Yeah. I mean, there. yeah, because it's never going to live up to what is in your imagination. No, ever. it's yeah. the implication you know? all day long, just like in Cloverfield, because that, that movie, I never saw it, but I heard that it tried to be Blair Witchy-like with yeah. the camera work. Yeah, and pretty good. Found footage. Not bad. Yeah. Right, but the point was that, you know, you never really saw what was chasing the, you know, the stars of the movie, and then it was like, what, a big Godzilla-type Thing, yeah. or what kind of it monster was, was yeah. it? it was like a like a b-rate tokyo monster yeah 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 well again that's like jaws i mean jaws was a successful movie wait did they just say joel cohen was one of the editors yes he uh, was yes. i've got notes on that actually oh, i'll be damned i didn't know so, that uh, go ahead with your thought uh, and, no just on jaws and all. yeah well i mean it's it, lots of people have said this you know it's the fact that the shark didn't work most of the time so they didn't show Poor the Bruce. shark most of the time made it much scarier because Way scarier yeah because you're not seeing the crappy you know fake shark when you show it in small doses, it looks fine. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's sort of like back when George Lucas knew how to make movies and, you know, <laughs> uh, and you know, episode four, how there are no shots of any special effect that last more than about a second and a half. Right. You know, it's always here's a special effect cut to another shot cut to it. So the brain never has time to catch up with. Wow. That really didn't look all that good. So the movie uh, just ended with the the. First person spirit rushing towards Ash, and then right as it's about to hit him, and he's screaming, the movie ends. And that is why we're definitely going to make Darth Jader watch Evil Dead 2. Oh, you guys suck. Evil Dead 2. You'll like it. You'll mm. like, you, you, you will probably be in the majority of people who like Evil Dead 2 the, boat, the most. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, you, I feel if anything, you have to watch 2 just so you can get to 3. I actually you can watch 3 without watching 2, but you have to watch that. Yeah, to answer your question, Jason, Joel Cohen did have a part in this. You yeah, want to tell yeah. us what it was? Yeah, I just happened to look up and, and see that, and I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, you know, in Darth's exhaustive show notes. <laughs> she actually had it. You uh, love it! Yeah, uh, Joel, Co- Joel Cohen was one of the assistant editors on this movie. That's really cool. Talk about if you could go back in time, you know. If you I mean, could turn back time. We're okay. just... Oh! Oh! <laughs> Wow. We went full share. Sorry. (laughs) There you go. Want to be the sunny to my share, Adam? Oh, you know it. Any day of the week. Only buy some fake mustaches, a whole bag of them. There you go. And get the bowl cut and then run into a tree. And then run for Congress. Well, not in that order. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Run into a tree, then run for Congress? Yes. Okay, I got you. Yes. Couldn't hurt. Yeah, Um, so... On that note, uh, we've pretty much gone through the movie Hindsiders, and I'm, I'm interested to hear, like, what are y'all's final thoughts? Because, Adam, you said you've watched this movie approximately 14 billion times, and yes. Meg, I would imagine it's about the same amount for you. Oh, for sure. Cool. So this is not This is obviously something that you saw for the first time when you were younger, right? Both of you were younger when you saw That's what Adam was saying. So, Meg, how old were you when you first saw this movie? Honestly, I first saw it in college, Okay. Um, I think it was late but, high school. You know, then I watched it forever since. <laughs> I first saw it uh, two days ago. 
So that's exciting. Uh, but then to that end, Adam, what has kept you watching this movie? In that case, since you were so young when you saw it, when did you rewatch it again afterwards? You said you went out and got the sequels and stuff, but and but they're kind of campy. So what made you revisit the scary uh, part of this trilogy? The original? Sure. <laughs> um, when I was watching it, like I said, I was terrified, but I couldn't turn away. It has this endearing, campy, creative charm to it. It really has a kind of a creative concept, too. Um, I would say that the fact that it, it kept going into these amazing sequels, I, I but after I watched it, it left an impact on me. I don't know. I, I've never seen anything like this film before. And that's why I recommend it to anybody. I've shown at least 10 or 11 of my friends who have never heard of this movie, I forced them to sit down and watch it with me, and I show it to them every year for Halloween, but this movie has an endearing, campy, amazing charm to it, and that's why I've always gone back and rewatched it every year for Halloween. This is the one movie that I will watch every Halloween. And um, Oh, it's like a staple. Oh, yeah, it's like a staple at this point. It has this cult, campy quality, and I can't stop watching it because every time I watch it, I notice something else about the filmmaking process that went into it, yeah. and I love it. Definitely so. definitely agree with you there. It's yeah. got, I mean, the, the, the performances are great. Um, even though I mean, they're campy and silly, but they're great campy and silly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the actors clearly committed despite yeah, how silly they're good. Some of the yeah. They, were. they do a good job. It's campy in all the right ways. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And every sequence follows, um, you know, like I said, it doesn't get boring. You know, the story subtly keeps changing. You know, first it's, you know, spooky, you know, they're off in the woods together. Now it's, uh, you know, she's been attacked and it's zombies. Then it's, it, 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 it escalates. Rape. Well, yeah, <laughs> entry rape. Um, but it, it's, it's always, at least the first time you watch it, you're always going to a new place that is a Sam Raimi place that you yeah. haven't been to before. And that's, mm -hmm. and it works. And, and, you know, after all these years, I actually say, you know, getting into our Alf to Seinfeld scale, I'm gonna, it's got to go way up at the top. I appreciate it more now. I think I like really? this movie a lot more now than I did when I was younger. Yeah, oh. I have a deep admiration and respect for how this movie was made. Okay, so I on. do like it more and more every time I watch it, but... You know, if you already love a movie, you're going to keep loving it, I feel like. That's true. And I was about yeah. to ask you, Meg, since you saw it in a later stage in your life than young Adam did, but like what? I guess you must have been on the cusp between adulthood and uh, sort of teenagehood. Like, what really appealed to you about this movie when you saw it that keeps you coming back to it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just agree with the campiness, and I just really like the cinematography of it all. I was, you know, it just kind of when you're in college and you see something that's kind of college produced and it actually holds up to, you know, its standard. It <laughs> works. I mean, yeah. It it's, just it's, works. It's good. So in that case, the boys wound up on the high side of, uh, Alf to Seinfeld. Where would you rank this movie on Alf to Seinfeld? Oh, like a nine. Wow. Pretty high. That yeah. is a good rating. Yeah. Now see me, hindsighters, I'm just going to go ahead and give this a solid three because, uh, I, has oh. that been your, uh, oh you know, please send your every hate mail. You <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the only one that gets any hate mail anyway. Yeah, that is. That, well, 
<laughs> Let us know if you would like Darth Jader to watch Evil Dead 2. Yes. Um, uh, we've already got... No. <laughs> Why are you doing I'm this? I'm going to send some hate mail. We, we, we can do like it. an applause thing, you know, like clap your hands if you want her to watch it again. And then, oh, look, lots of people. <laughs> well, the people have spoken, so what that means is that at some point in the future, we are going to be watching Evil Dead 2. You guys are oh, the worst. Yeah. Uh, we are, however, listeners, coming to a close on our Halloween series. It has been a blast. We've got a few more episodes coming at you for Halloween, and then we will be kicking off our holiday movie series, so be looking forward to that. We've already got a few movies lined up, but uh, so guys, any final thoughts? Plus, wherever we can find you, like if you have any upcoming projects that you want to announce or social media that you'd like to share with the Hindsiders. Adam, how about you go first? Uh, well, if you are a fan of horror, which if you're listening to this episode, you most likely are, I am finally kicking off uh, the first episode of a horror podcast done in an anthology style similar to that of Twilight Zone, where each episode is a brand Ooh. new and unique story written by my very amazing friend Shane Adams. Um, but I will be hosting a horror podcast called Kept From Sleep. And the first episode will be kicking off on Halloween Day. So look out for that. And I will be doing the hosting and I will be doing the voices for most of the main characters. So keep an eye out. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, I'm going to go check cool. that out. And despite yeah. the fact that we joke about this a lot, send me the information and I will put it in the show notes. Yeah, we will definitely, so we will definitely that will promote in. that. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Uh, and anywhere that you would like people to find you on the social mediums, if they need to follow you somewhere, Adam. Um, Adam Roderick Darby on Facebook. That's all I got. <laughs> find him. He's blonde. You'll find him. You'll find me. Um, all right, Meg, anything that you'd like to announce that you might be working on or anywhere that people can find you on Instagram, social media, or whatever you like? Uh, currently working on a painting project for someone. They wish me to paint their three cats in a Star Wars portrait. Uh, so yes, I'm this was a former guest star of ours listeners who commissioned this project. I'm, I'm imagining some like really rich Italian person. I want you to paint, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> Mr. Da Vinci. Mr. They, da Vinci. They actually have uh, they actually have me doing one of their cats, who's kind of the uh, sad, lazy, cuddly type as Jabba the Hutt, and I've sketched him oh, out. Oh damn, that's cold, <laughs> man. Are we talking about Layden? Okay, we don't oh, need to yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just know the people she's talking about. So this is. Oh, I, thought be... you, I thought you were talking about the cat. Sorry. No, the cat. Yes. <laughs> oh. So this is her cat, Steen Chapel, if oh. you will. Uh, uh, she's making a, a wonderful art piece for some of our the friends. The Pope has commissioned you, Michelangelo. Paint <laughs> these cats like they're in Star Wars. Paint them like your French <laughs> girls. But uh, yeah, so that's really cool, Meg. Thank um, you. And anywhere, do you want anyone to follow you on social media? Well, they have to find me first. Okay, fine. Yeah, She'll make it a challenge. We need to start asking people this question before we roll. Probably. So, this, <laughs> so it's a little less. Uh, Put them on the spotlight. Yeah, give me a minute. No, quite <laughs> honestly, I can't even remember. my. I think my Twitter is like MagagMeg, which is my gamer uh, tag Magag. Uh, well, so, we'll yeah. put we'll put a link. Don't we'll worry, Hindsiders. If you can find Darth Jader and you can find Hindsight, you can definitely find Meg because she follows us. That's so that's true. great. Um, we we do have a new uh, project um, that is uh, getting off the ground. Uh, it has absolutely nothing to do with movies. Uh, as you know, uh, I do scale models. Yes. Uh, we've got a new YouTube series uh, called The Bad Modeler. Um, that uh, you, w there is a website, thebadmodeler.com, or you can just search for it on YouTube. It's uh, a series for people who want to get into scale modeling, um, and I am hosting that. 
Uh, check it out if you're interested. We'll put a link. And uh, it's brand new, and uh, I think it's pretty good. And as um, hindsighters, we know you're invested. We've got future projects always coming down the pipe. So just stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned in with us. We appreciate that. In the meantime, you mostly know where you can find us. Nobody follows anyone on Twitter anymore. But in case you're interested, we're Hindsight Horror on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Hindsight is Horrifying on Instagram. And we always appreciate you tuning in. So thank you for joining us for your drive time, listening time, workout time, Veg out time, we don't care. We're just happy that you're here. Thank you for joining us. This has been Hindsight with Dark Jader and our special guests. Young Adam. And... I think we lost her. Meg, are you still there? Nope, she's not. So Meg was here, and then I was also here with my co-host at some point. What's your name again? Jason Mitchell. Awesome. We will see you next time. <laughs>